The car is bad, we know. Please drive it. Holy shit! Hey team, and welcome to F Everything, the F1 podcast where we just don't give an F. A fuck. I can say fuck. It's my podcast. A fuck. It's my podcast and I'll say fuck if I want to. That was in my head to it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. But anyway, uh, we are back on schedule, which is very exciting. My last episode, which was episode five, Alfa Romeo. But oh my gosh, it's not Alfa Romeo. It's Team Steak. Yeah, that was a couple days ago. But because I was sick, I needed to get back on schedule. So here we are for Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Better than Monday, but not as good as Friday. Um, I'm really excited to talk about AlphaTauri for a couple of different reasons. One, because I was right and they did not change their name to Racing Bulls. You can look back on the Insta feed if you have no idea what I'm talking about. I posted a reel about predictions and in that reel, I mentioned that the rumored name for AlphaTauri was going to change to Racing Bulls and I had a huge qualm with that because it's just a ridiculous name and they didn't change it. They kept AlphaTauri for this season. We don't know if it's going to change in the future, but I'm just happy that it it didn't change. Another reason I'm really excited to talk about AlphaTauri drivers today is because there was a couple pieces of content that came out on Insta where AlphaTauri uh, actually posted a photo of Yuki and Ricky and just had said who's ready for to see this duo again or something like that. And it was really cute. Another content creator, fan behavior. Um, they're two really cool girls. Uh, I've actually messaged with them back and forth just super casually as a fan. And they posted on their story, like I think she said, the way I would dive in front of a bus for these two. And I messaged her back and I was like proactively and she liked it. And it was so funny because I just, yes, we would do whatever it takes to protect Daniel Ricardo and Yuki Tsunoda. They are such a cute pair together. I will say Yuki Tsunoda alone, I I don't typically like he's not in my top five or anything just because I, I don't vibe with his personality as much. But seeing him and Ricky together really just makes me so happy because they play off each other. And to be fair, though, I think, and everyone would agree with this, I really do think, most drivers paired with Daniel Ricciardo, it, it's just really fun because he has such a personable demeanor and he's really kind to everybody. And it's been known that it's not just a, a facade. Like, he actually is a super kind guy. Uh, it, it, multiple people have said it. It's one of those things where it, it just has to be true. But um, Yuki does have his his funny moments as well. He's super fiery. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, there were definitely a couple of pieces of content that got me excited to talk about these two drivers today specifically. It's funny though that I mentioned another content creator because this is just a sidebar, something I wanted to mention a couple of podcasts ago, just to give a shout out in case anyone's listening that is looking for more content. There's really awesome female-driven podcasts specific to F1, and not only just female-driven, there's a bunch of awesome ones. I really loved absorbing their content, more so as a fan prior to starting my own. I try not to absorb it so much now just because I want it, I want to have an authentic voice to myself because I do think we all have individual voices. But honestly, the reason that I was pushed to do this and regardless of if I have two followers or two million, that would be nice one day, 
But really, regardless, I enjoy doing it. It's a really fun hobby. I always said that being a content creator is a lot of work and I have no interest in doing it. But I realized that I really do have an interest in doing it when it's something I want to talk about, especially given that there's such an outlet for me to talk about this outside of normally things I talk to my friends about. So all of that to say is I really wanted to just give my own shout out to uh, specifically fan behavior. I really like their content. I think they're really personable. They always answer any like little messages I send to comment on something they post. And there's also F1 Femme. She's awesome. I've been just chatting with a couple of these women and honestly saying like, how have you gone viral so quickly? My intent isn't to like be famous or anything. That would be cool. But honestly, it's possible. And I think because of the support of these really awesome people that, you know, supporting one another, we can kind of play off of each other's audience. And I really look forward to the day where I can collaborate with them more closely because I think they're really talented. All right, that concludes the part of the podcast where I get a little sentimental and mushy just about the community. And we are going to enter the part of the podcast where I actually talk about the topic at hand seven minutes in, which is very on schedule for myself. And without further ado, let's start with Yuki Sonoda. He is the, is he the second driver? Huh. I don't, honestly, does, if anyone out there knows if Daniel Ricardo or Yuki Sonoda is considered driver one and two, I feel like you would think it would be Daniel Ricardo as driver one, meaning he's prioritized. But I, I really am not sure because he came into the team uh, midway through last season when he was a reserve driver for Red Bull. So I really just don't know. Yuki's obviously greener, but I can't really tell. So that's just an anecdote of if anyone does know which one is prioritized, I can't tell. I don't think they are prioritized one over the other, but really, who knows? Okay, so Yuki Sonoda, he is Japanese, 23 years old. His debut year was in 2021. So like I said before, he's greener meaning he is newer to the sport uh it is 2024 now so this will be his 21 2 3 4 fourth year wow impressive that i can count up to four he is the little guy and what i mean by that is he is 5 3 and notably shorter than all the other drivers it's just adorable we love a short king um he <laughs> this is such a ridiculous one of my like irrelevant facts he loves Jason Statham, who I didn't know who it was, but he's known for like action thriller movies. He was in The Italian Job. Yuki loves him. In one of the interviews they had on the, in the paddock, they do these like cute little driver interviews all the time. That's where like you see all the content on Insta or on TikTok of them doing funny stuff. They were like, who would you want to attend a race celebrity wise? And without missing a beat, he always is like, Jason Statham. I love him so much. I want him to come to a race, blah, blah, blah. And then in Abu Dhabi this year, his team got Jason Statham to a race and Yuki was able to meet him. And it's all on video and it's the most adorable thing ever. Everyone is freaking out and they have the funniest, cutest pictures. So if you haven't seen it, regardless if you know who Yuki is or not, just look it up. It's really cute. I love to watch it. So yeah, highly recommended. 
some other fun facts and info about Yuki Sonoda. Um, Yuki's number 22, which I personally is think is notable because 22 is, I guess, my second lucky number because 22 is my birthday. And the fact that this is a pro Carlos Sainz podcast aside, my lucky number was always 5 or 55. So 22 is like my second tier. All of this means nothing to anyone except me, but just as an FYI, I always will remember that Yugi's number is 22 because it is my birthday, so everyone else should too. And that concludes the part of the podcast where I talk solely about myself. Okay, actual relevant things about Yuki and his Formula One career. He's been with AlphaTauri since his debut in 2021, so it's been his only team so far. He actually has not won yet. Uh, a lot of people are gunning for him to win. I would say Lando is the driver I've noticed people are really gunning to win, but I would say probably second to that would be Yuki. People just really want to see him succeed. In a previous podcast, I mentioned that he was leading one of, I think it was the last race of the season, because that's the only race I've podcasted about, because that's when I started. He was leading for a bit of the race, and it was really fun to watch. So even, again, it's not like a major Yuki gal I still would love to see him win so a lot of people are really gunning for him so that'd be fun to see in 2024 I wouldn't say it's necessarily a prediction that I have but it would be a really really entertaining uh, show oh my god it's a race it'd be a really great show to watch it would be a really entertaining race to watch the reason it's not necessarily a prediction is he has come as high as fourth place but that was in his debut year in 2021 in Abu Dhabi And since then, he's really been at the back half of the grid. So that's a pretty high position to have held in terms of his best, but since then hasn't really gotten anywhere near there. So I don't know if I see it happening, but like I said, it it would be really cool to see. He, I mentioned this previous, he has a super fiery personality, which just makes for really good entertainment during race weekends because he's been known to just scream on the team radio in either happiness or frustration most of the time frustration and there's a couple clips of him from a couple seasons ago of the engineers being like you need to calm down which I have not seen them speak to a driver like that uh, just that directly because normally they just kind of oblige whatever the driver says and it, it it's really interesting and funny again the personalities really make this sport for me so just a little bit of like pseudo reality tv there so kind of funny he came in 14th this past season out of 22 drivers which was a lot higher than I originally thought I'd obviously seen the standings when the season concluded but in refreshing I I just wasn't expecting him to be that high up so that was that was pretty cool and probably my favorite Yuki tidbit I think I've said that in everything I've said so far but this really might be my favorite there's a quote from Drive to Survive and in one of the episodes he literally says quote I hate when I have to work out in the morning it just ruins my whole day vibe vibe yes he's saying what everyone is thinking and what the funniest thing to me about that is in that episode all of the other drivers are kind of behaving not kind of they are behaving as if working out is 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 their end goal just showing them like really killing it in the gym or in workouts with their personal trainers or 
it, it's it's hilarious the juxtaposition because they make him seem like the laziest person ever which I'm sure that's not true and I know it's editing but that quote is just lives rent free in my head and is phenomenal I keep saying I'm not the biggest Yuki stan but I think I've convinced myself throughout this whole spiel that I might be a bigger Yuki fan than I think and as I say that, I'm transitioning to talk about Daniel Ricardo, Ricky D, who is my second favorite driver. So I'm just going to gush and gush and gush. I've talked about Carlos Sainz minimally in this podcast. And that is honestly because I, in my head, said this is the Ricky D podcast section. So let's talk about that. I'm going to get the relevant facts out of the way so I can go over how much I love him and why. So Daniel Ricardo, Ricky D as I call him, is 34 years old. He is one of the few drivers that is older than me, which really doesn't mean much. But for me, that's just personally attractive because I feel so old compared to all these young guys. He is the number three. His driver number is three. His debut year was 2011. He's Australian, but he, as most of us know, was adopted by the U.S. because he is just ironically obsessed with Austin, Texas and just Texan culture, I guess, in general. And he's just so out of pocket as a person that Americans are like, you belong with us. And I believe he lives in L.A., which might be a significant part of that reason, but he is just so for us so we we've claimed him as an honorary american and he knows that it's been like a thing that everyone talks about he has 32 podiums and eight wins and is honestly one of the few drivers that has that many wins and podiums under his belt so he really is talented not just in personality but a great driver i have a note here it's a shoey thing and i don't know why I thought this would be a good transition point to talk about the shoey, probably because I mentioned podium, but he has this signature thing where when he wins, he pours the champagne into his shoe and drinks it and calls it a shoey. It's just disgusting enough to be perfect. Another reason we've adopted him as one of us Americans, such an American thing to do. Very frat behavior, honestly, and I support it wholeheartedly at the Las Vegas Grand Prix they had quote unquote a shoey bar I think they just named the bar that I I wasn't there so I don't know I just saw it but I think I will need to visit that as much as I personally hate the city of Las Vegas that might need to be something that I do because that's also on brand for me as well as the fact that it's on brand for Daniel Ricciardo on the topic of him winning what kind of is a bummer for me personally is that He was at the height of his career during the Drive to Survive years or right prior to Drive to Survive because he really had his pick of the teams on the show and he bounced from team to team. Honestly, it seemed at the time because of money and opportunity and he was really a hot commodity. He went from HRT, which was an older team name, to Toro Rosso, which ironically was AlphaTauri and this was way back when and then he went to Red Bull was with Max for a while then he went to Renault which was Alpine where he was with Nico Hulkenberg and then Esteban Ocon and then moved again to McLaren and he replaced Sainz actually when Sainz went to Ferrari and he was with Lando at McLaren 
And then his contract was terminated early, and that's when McLaren got Oscar Piastri as a rookie, and Ricky D went to Red Bull as their reserve driver. And then midway through last season, he went back to AlphaTauri, which he had previously been on as Toro Rosso back in the day, so coming kind of full circle, which I think is pretty interesting, actually. He jumped a lot, um, I think, for his own reasons, and then I think towards the end, it seemed like he might have regretted it. On the Drive to Survive narrative, there was just like a lot of drama about him leaving Renault. They really invested in him. I don't know how much of it is dramatized and how much of it is is reality, but that was kind of a bummer. And then when he he left, it, they, it seemed like he kind of regretted it a year later. But again, I don't know if that was a storyline or something that actually happened. So just really interesting. If you, if you haven't seen it, that season's really, really fun to watch they're all fun to watch but that one specifically anyway when he did come back midway through last season everyone was thrilled there was such an outpour of love and support for him again just he's one of the most beloved drivers so it really is a fan favorite that's back and I just want to address my own prediction in one of my previous reels that he wouldn't have a seat for this year I still do have a feeling that midway through the season there's going to be a shift with Ricky. I don't know if it's going to be that he loses his seat or that he makes an announcement about what's next. I don't think he's going to retire necessarily, but I just have this feeling based on his performance from last year. He's given really good feedback with the car and he's been really solid, but he just isn't standing out the way that I think he would want to in the way that he needs to to keep his seat. I really don't want to be right. I just, I feel that that might be the case. My sub prediction was that he's going to make an announcement about, again, the next step, like I just said, his side hustle. He has Enchante, his brand, which I absolutely love. It's literally loungewear and is so vibey. Like the entire thing could just be described as like vibey. Uh, I'm actually wearing an Enchante ski shirt right now, and I highly recommend that anyone purchase it. It's actually not super expensive and just really comfy and good quality stuff. Not because I love him. I'm really into the brand. Um, Yeah, so he has that side hustle, but I really think that there's going to be something else. I I don't really know what it is, but I just have a feeling, and I I hope I'm wrong in terms of him losing a seat, but I just wanted to address that because I did predict that, and I'm gushing over how much I love him, but I think those two thoughts can coexist. I just want the best for him really and this leads into me being obsessed with him I mentioned this in a previous episode but I have this like thing it's not a thing it's just me insisting and being delusional that I really do think if there was a world where we met and were interacting that we would get along so freaking well I think he would get along with anybody and I said that earlier but I think him and I, given the opportunity, would get along very, very well. Not necessarily even in a romantic way, but as just two people interacting interpersonally. I think we would be really good friends. His personality just seems on point to my vibe, and I think he'd match it. But as I've also said previously, we would never be able to reproduce because both of our noses are too big for our own good. I have a massive nose, and he does too. But his somehow... He's a man, so he gets away with it because he's got big dick energy, and I just never got a nose job, so I have to live with it, and I, well, I don't have to. I could get one, but I don't really feel like it. I've gotten this far, 
but his somehow looks endearing. But if you combine the two, we'd be in the danger zone. So no kids for Ricky and I, as if that was even an option. But I digress. It's ironic as a sidebar because one of my friends had mentioned that she loved Daniel Ricardo before I even really started watching Drive to Survive and I didn't understand her obsession and then once I started seeing his actual personality during the live season at that time and the show I've just been hooked so this is a classic I didn't even like him and now I'm just obsessed specifically when he does Kiki hey I wish he would do it more that was more of a thing he had with Max but if he could just do that more I would really appreciate it 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 makes me very happy all right this is the longest episode I've ever done which isn't surprising because one of my favorite drivers was in it. But that makes me scared for when I have to talk about signs. I may be recording for hours, days. But we can cross that bridge when we get to it. Until next time, as Ricky D would say, Sweat baby, kiki, ra. Did I do it? Did I do it well? <laughs> Stay fast, friends. Appreciate boys uh, and girls. And um, I love you all. See you soon.